What's up, fantasy peeps? This is the Bull Mel from Digging the Pits Fantasy Football. I'm here to discuss the Week 10 matchups, and let's get things going. Um, we're here to talk about the Tampa Bay. I'll start off with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Panthers. Uh, turnover-worthy plays, Tom Brady, 1.81%. Bridgewater, 3.23%. Passer rating, Tom Brady under a clean pocket. Tampa Bay under a clean pocket. 108% under pressure, 53%. Carolina under a clean pocket, 116% under pressure, 47%. Percent of plays, Tampa Bay is running the ball 35% of the time, passing the ball 65% of the time. Carolina is running the ball 34%, 36% of the time, passing the ball 64% of the time. Average offensive snaps, Tampa Bay 68, Carolina 67. Formation sets. Tampa Bay is out of three wide receiver sets 63% of the time, two tight end sets 32% of the time, two running back sets 2% of the time. Carolina is out of three wide receiver sets 65% of the time, two tight end sets 26% of the time, two running back sets 14% of the time. Guys, this is a, uh, a great spot for uh, Fournette and Jones, considering that both is – uh, Carolina is a number one, number five team in points allowed to the running backs. So I think that both of them are in great spots and they can do damage. But however, Fournette's looking like he's getting the bulk of the carries and bulk of the touches, especially when they're in pass mode because Brady likes that he can pass protect. Um, for Brady, Brady does well against uh, zone. This could be a bounce back week, especially since he had a, one of his worst games of his career last week. So I'm looking for Brady to bounce back against uh, Carolina's zone and to do do well in this spot. He has a, a nice arsenal of receivers. So I think especially if uh, Godwin is, is healthy enough with the thumb. And look for him to pepper Antonio Brown as well. I don't know what's going on with Mike Evans, but hey. Over the last four games, Carolina are number four in points allowed to the tight end. So this is a great spot for Gronk and uh, Cameron Bray. I mentioned Cameron Bray here as well because Brady has been getting the ball to Cameron Bray as well as Gronkowski. So Cameron Bray can be someone if you need a, a fill-in tight end, someone to pick up this week. Don't fall into the trap of Mike Davis. Um without McCaffrey and thinking that Mike Davis is going to do smash in this spot because Tampa Bay has a good defense. Their defense is third in DVOA against the run. So it's as as it's a good spot that he's going to get the opportunity. I don't think it's a good spot for him to shine. I think Tampa Bay is going to do well in shutting him down. But like I said, they have a they've ranked third in the DBO DBOA. So their defense is smash against the run actually. Moving moving on to the Texans at the Browns. Turnover-worthy plays. Deshaun Watson, 1.78%. Baker Mayfield, 5.06%. Passer rating. Houston's out of a clean pocket, 119%. Under pressure, 77%. Cleveland's out of a clean pocket, 78%. And under pressure, 40%. Percent of plays. Houston's running the ball 31% of the time, passing the ball 69% of the time. Cleveland's running the ball 46% of the time, passing the ball 54% of the time. Average offensive snaps, Houston 62, Cleveland 65. Formation set, 
Houston's out of three wide receiver sets 70% of the time, two tight end sets 26% of the time, two running back sets 5% of the time. Cleveland's out of three wide receiver sets 43% of the time, two tight end sets 47% of the time, two running back sets 20% of the time. This is a great spot for Brandon Cooks. Um, Cleveland, Cleveland allowing the number four most points to wide receivers. Cooks is leading the leading the team in target share at 23% on the season. So I think this is a great spot. I know they have um, have other guys there, Cobb and uh, all those guys, but I think that this is Brandon Brandon Cooks is in a great spot. So. Um, look for him to continue to do damage. Cleveland is allowing points between zero and nine yards. So, as as well as Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb is a, is in a great spot as well because he's he receives sixty three percent of his targets in that range. I wouldn't expect much from Duke Johnson. I know Duke Johnson because of David Johnson being out. Duke Johnson is said to get the bulk of the carries. I wouldn't expect much from him. Um, just because of the nature of a type of the type of player he is, I don't think that he's going to have the have the ability to smash in the spot. Now, as a receiver, yes, he could smash, but as a bell cow running back, I don't think that that workload is going to go directly to him. Uh, look for C.J. Procise to be a sneaky play here. Houston's top ten in points allowed to all positions. So Baker Mayfield, Kareem Hunt, and Landry, um, they all can smash in this spot. They all have the potential to do well in this spot, especially Kareem Hunt. Uh, I'm not sure if Chubb is back, is fully back this week. It's this talk of him coming back, but uh, he needs to be integrated properly. I don't think this is the week that he we see a full load for Chubb. Look for Kareem Hunt to continue to smash, and like I said, Baker. Baker could continue to continue to do damage. This game could erupt because uh, Deshaun Watson has been rushing a little more over the last few games. So look for him to continue to use his legs and continue to move the ball as well to continue to get first downs. Um, and, and Will Fuller is always going to be the deep threat. So, but I know he's there, but I'm, I'm high on these other two, Brandon Cooks and uh, and Cobb. I think uh, Fuller is going to get his, but I'm I'm very high on Brandon Cooks and Cobb for the way the numbers look between those two. Moving on to Washington football team at Detroit Lions. Turnover worthy plays. Alex Smith, 5.08%. Matt Stafford, 3.05%. Passer rating. Washington's out of a clean pocket 75% of the time under pressure, 54%. Detroit. Under a clean pocket, 92%. Under pressure, 94%. Percent of plays, Washington's running the ball 36% of the time, passing the ball 64% of the time. Detroit's running the ball 36% of the time, passing the ball 64% of the time. Average offensive snaps, Washington, 66. Detroit, 68. Formation sets. Washington's out of three wide receiver sets 67% of the time, two tight end sets 23% of the time, two running back sets 10% of the time. Detroit is out of three wide receiver sets 66% of the time, two tight end sets 23% of the time, two running back sets 17% of the time. Antonio Gibson should do well against this Detroit Lions run defense. 
the 25th in DVOA against the run. Number one in points allowed to the running back. So look for Antonio Gibson to do well here, guys, especially on that turf in Detroit. Over the last four games, Detroit are number seven in points allowed to the tight end. So Logan Thomas is leading the team, leading leading Washington's tight end target share by 13%. So this could be a smash spot for Logan Thomas if if Alex Smith can can get the ball to him. And Alex Smith didn't look as bad last week, but you know he's still coming in his first couple of games getting acclimated. But look for these guys to continue to do well, especially you know Terry McLaurin is going to is always he's he's quarterback crew, so he's always going to do well. Washington's defense is pretty stout as well. Bottom 10 against all skill positions. They, over the last few weeks, they have done better against the tight end over the last four games. So, And they also number one in DVOA against the pass. So Washington's is going to make big plays against uh, Detroit's offense. They don't have their big big play Galladay. Galladay should be out this week uh, nursing the hip. So I don't think he's going to be playing as well. Um, Hawkinson is nursing a foot, a toe injury. So I don't think he's going to be, he might be there playing, but I don't think it's going to be the type of game because this is a smash spot. But over the last four games, Washington has done well against the tight end. So we'll see if that tight end trend continues against Washington. We don't know. Moving on to the Jaguars at the Green Bay Packers. Smash spot for Green Bay. Turnover worthy plays. Luton, 5%. Rodgers, 1%. Passer reading. Jacksonville on their clean pocket, 117%. Under pressure, 17%. Woo! Green Bay defense should step up here. Green Bay under clean pocket, 132%. Under pressure, 62%. Percent of plays. Jacksonville runs the ball 31% of the time, passes the ball 69% of the time. Green Bay runs the ball 40% of the time, passes the ball 60% of the time. Average offensive snaps, Jacksonville 66, Green Bay 69. Formation sets, Jacksonville is out of three wide receiver sets 78% of the time. Two tight end sets 16% of the time. Two running back sets 12% of the time. Green Bay is out of three wide receiver sets 43% of the time. Two tight end sets 26% of the time. Two running back sets 35% of the time. Jaguars are top 10 in points allowed to all skill positions. Green Bay is the team that should take advantage of this at all levels. So if you have Aaron Jones, even Jamal Williams, Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, if he's back, Alan Lazard, is there's talks of him coming back off of IR. So if you have him, get him in there. Robert Tyon, yeah, I'm not so sure on Robert Tyon. Pump your brakes on that one because he may be still, he may be out. You know, and if he does play, he still may be banged up a little bit. So, However, they're all in play. Look for them all to continue to do damage and all do great. Of course, you're starting Aaron Rodgers. Of course, of course. That that, that comes without saying. Um, Jake Luton seems to be uh, seems to be favoring DJ Chark. So if you got him, don't be afraid of the quarterback play. DJ Chark is going to do well because Jake Luton's stretching the field with him. He has that strong arm that we talked about last week. So look for him to continue to do well. James Robinson can do well also against this number two defense um, in points allowed. Green Bay is allowing points to the uh, to the opposing team's running back. They're number two in points allowed to the opposing team's running back. So look for James Robinson to continue to do damage and do damage well. 
Moving on to the Eagles at New York Giants. Turnover worthy plays. Carson Wentz, 6.17%. Daniel Jones, 3.23%. Passer rating. Philadelphia out of clean pocket, 82%. Under pressure, 49%. The Giants out of clean pocket, 90%. Under pressure, 52%. Percent of plays, Philadelphia is running the ball 32% of the time, passing the ball 68% of the time. The Giants are running the ball 35% of the time, passing the ball 65% of the time. Average offensive snaps, Philadelphia 71, New York Giants 66. Formation sets, Philadelphia is out of three wide receiver sets 58% of the time. Two tight end sets 37% of the time. Two running back sets 2% of the time. The Giants are out of three wide receiver sets 57% of the time, two tight end sets, 41% of the time, two running back sets, 5% of the time. Guys, Goddard is in a great spot here. Considering, if you can remember what Richard Rodgers did against this team just a few weeks ago, he went 6-for-6 six for, six for 85 yards. That's a 100% catch rate and 85 yards. So imagine Goddard here. Goddard should do well here. And uh, I think that they're going to look for him early and often. Um, Mal Sanders is said to be back. So the Giants are number one, number seven in points allowed to the running back. Look for Mal, Mal Sanders to pick it up here and do well. So the Eagles are getting healthy, man. And this division is something to be taken, you know, with Dallas down. And, you know, Washington's putting up a strong fight. But I think the Eagles are going to look a little more, little more poised, especially if they win this game against the Giants. Travis Fulgham is a rising star here. Some teams just have rising stars fall into their laps. The Giants should know much about that, especially since they can relate to that a lot. That's similar to when Victor Cruz fell into their lap. Victor, There wasn't any preseason this year, but Victor Cruz came out in the preseason years ago and was a stud. So the Giants kept him. I know that. I remember when Rex Ryan tried to recruit him off, off a Giants team. They, he wanted them that game in the preseason game So when he was with the Jets. But listen. This Travis Fulgham kid is something to be spoken about, you know. So he, he he's going to continue to dominate even with the uh, Jeffries coming back. Evan Ingram, he had back-to-back weeks with double-digit targets. Eagles are number three in points allowed to the tight end. Ingram is getting wide receiver target share production. So look for Daniel Jones to look for Evan Ingram to keep looking for him and continue to feed him. He's getting production week after week, double-digit targets, averaging 10 targets on the last couple of weeks. So, Evan Ingram will continue to do well, especially against his Eagles, for giving defense against the uh, tight end. So, look for him to do well. Moving on to the Chargers at the Dolphins. Turnover-worthy plays. Justin Herbert, 2.21%. Tua, 3.08%. Passer rating. The Chargers under a clean pocket, 106%. Under pressure, 102%. Miami under a clean pocket, 110%. Under pressure, 82%. Percent of plays. The Chargers run the ball 41% of the time, pass the ball 59% of the time. Miami's running the ball 40% of the time, passing the ball 60% of the time. Average offensive snaps. The Chargers, 76. Miami, 64. Formation sets, the Chargers out of three wide receiver sets 69% of the time, two tight end sets 24% of the time, two running back sets 12% of the time. 
Miami's out of three wide receiver sets 56% of the time, two tight end sets 28% of the time, two running back sets 23% of the time. Over the course of the season, Miami are number eight in points allowed to the wide receiver position. Over the last four games, they're number seven. Defense is getting a little better to the wide receiver position, but it only moves up 1%, one spot. So I'm not sure how much better. So Keenan Allen's in a great spot. Keenan Allen's getting 30% of the target share of his team. So, you know, I think that Justin Herbert's going to continue to feed Keenan Allen the ball. Keenan Allen is a great play in this position. Now, if Miami had a viable running back to, to play against this number four against uh, the Chargers' number four points allowed to running back team, this will be a great spot. But they're all over the place with their running back position, so I wouldn't trust any of those guys. I think two is going to come out and, and continue to sling the ball like he did. He looked good last week. The week before, he didn't, he didn't look as great. But against Arizona, he looked good. They won the game. He looked poised. He looked great. So I think it's going to be a nice shootout between the two of these teams. Moving on to the Bills at the Cardinals. Turnover-worthy plays. Allen, 3.18%. Murray, 2.66%. Passer rating. Buffalo on the clean pocket, 117%. Under pressure, 89%. Not bad. Arizona on the clean pocket, 113%. Under pressure, 41%. Pretty bad. Percent of plays. Buffalo is running the ball 36% of the time. Passing the ball 64% of the time. Arizona's running the ball 41% of the time, passing the ball 59% of the time. Average offensive snaps, Buffalo 68, Arizona 73. Formation set, Buffalo's out of three wide receiver sets 95% of the time. Woo. Two tight end sets 3% of the time. Two running back sets 2% of the time. Arizona's out of three wide receiver sets 64% of the time. Two tight end sets 31% of the time. Two running back sets 4% of the time. Bills are getting the Bills are getting a lot of production from the quarterback. Number four at that position at points points gained from the quarterback. And the wide receiver. They're number two at that position in points gained at the wide receiver position. So they're getting heavy doses of fantasy points from their quarterback and their wide receiver. Arizona is allowing the number two most points to wide receivers. So Diggs is in a great spot. However, I do like the underneath game with Cole Beasley. 61% of his targets are within this range, 0 to 9%. So I like the underneath game with Cole Beasley. So look for Cole Beasley to continue to do damage underneath. Now, Drake is back this week, which could mean some people may think this is a bad thing for um, for uh Edmonds, but I don't think so. I, I disagree here. I think Edmonds come on better when he's not the number one guy. When he's playing second fiddle, second fiddle, he, he comes along stronger and he comes in the game a little, little more with a little more oomph. So I think this is a great spot for Edmonds. Arizona is number one in points gained from the quarterback position with Kyler Murray doing a lot of running. Number five from the wide receiver. So. Look for um, D-Hop to continue to do well. Look for uh, Christian Kirk to do well. By the way, Christian Kirk averaging 20 fantasy points the last two weeks. So I think he's he's going to continue to smash. And um, now there's a big debate out there comparing 
Kyler Murray to Lamar Jackson's season last year. All this is fine and dandy. However, a lot of Lamar's carry rushes were designed runs. A lot of Kyler's, Kyler Murray's rushes look like the scramble runs. The difference is when your coach call a play and you're physically going to run, you're not going to drop back and look for a receiver. Kyler's look, dropping back and looking for receivers, and then he's scrambling. He's getting these big games. So, of course, he's going to get a lot of yards. But I, I dug a little deeper. It's about 50-50 of his 500 or so yards from about 280 or something is from design runs. About 280 is from scrambles. So, he's about 50-50 there. The Bron- We're moving on to the Broncos at the Raiders. Turnover-worthy plays. Drew Locke. 4.13%. Derek Carr, 4.59%. Passer rating. Denver's out of a clean pocket 94% of the time. Under pressure, 33% of the time. The Raiders out of a clean pocket 122% of the time. Under pressure, 69% of the time. Percent of plays. Denver's running the ball 36% of the time. Passing the ball 64% of the time. Raiders are running the ball. 43% of the time, passing the ball 57% of the time. Average offensive snaps, Denver 70, the Raiders 68. Formation sets, Denver's out of three wide receiver sets 66% of the time. Two tight end sets 27% of the time. Two running back sets 12% of the time. The Raiders out of three wide receiver sets 44% of the time. Two tight end sets 44% of the time. Two running back sets 25% of the time. How about Drew Locke's late performance last week against the Atlanta Falcons? That's pretty good. He put on the show last week, and we, we got to commend him for that. The Raiders are number five in points allowed to the quarterback position, so I think that Drew Locke can put on that same performance this week against Raiders. Hopefully he starts off earlier than waiting to the fourth quarter. Num- the, the Raiders... Uh, Number four in points allowed to the running back. The Raiders are number four in points allowed to the running back. This is a great spot for Phil Lindsay and Melvin Gordon. They are an even split in carries, so it could be either one of their games. I, I, I guess the coach is going to go with the hot hand here. But, however, Lindsay's, he's facing, he's a little banged up, so we'll see how things go there. Nelson Aguilar is coming on like gangbusters. He's catching everything out there at, at Raiders in Las Vegas, so... You can't sleep on Nelson Aguilar anymore. He is the guy that the Eagles drafted him to be. The Eagles wanted him to be this guy, and he's coming on for the Raiders. Now, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, and K.J. Hamler all had double-digit targets last week. Uh, Tim Patrick had nine. I'll admit that. But Jerry Judy and uh, K.J. Hamler had double-digit targets last week. High catch rates as well, so... KJ Hammer's no slouch. He's getting a high target share on his team. So if he's out there on your waiver wire, you might could pick him up. Pick him up before the it gets hot out there and you're fighting for him on Tuesday. So hey, that's a that's a little nugget for you. Cincinnati moving on to Cincinnati Bengals at the Steelers. Turnover worthy plays. Joe Burrow, 3.32%. Ben Roethlisberger, 1.79%. If he plays. If he plays, if, it's, if, he, if he doesn't play, it's Rudolph. Keep in mind, Ben Roethlisberger been on the COVID list this week, so he may not play, but trending up for him. Passer rating. Cincinnati's out of clean pocket, 103%. Under pressure, 57%. Pick 
Pittsburgh is out of a clean pocket, 70%. Under pressure, 79%. Center plays. Cincinnati's running the ball 34% of the time, passing the ball 66% of the time. Pittsburgh's running the ball 40% of the time, passing the ball 60% of the time. Average offensive snap. Cincinnati, 78. Pittsburgh, 69. Formation sets. Cincinnati's out of three wide receiver sets 84% of the time. Two tight end sets 14% of the time. Two running back sets 2% of the time. Pittsburgh out of three wide receiver sets 67% of the time. Two tight end sets 27% of the time. Two running back sets 11% of the time. Now, if Big Ben can get over the COVID thing, over this COVID testing, he can continue to test negative, it's a great spot for him, man. It's a tremendous spot for him, man. Over the last four games, the Bengals are no, are number two in points allowed to quarterbacks. That's a great spot. That's an awesome spot. However, I do like uh, Ebron here in this spot. The Bengals are number one in points allowed to tight ends. And, in, and uh, Ebron has been uh, pretty involved last, over the last few weeks. Ben has been finding him, so I think he's going to find him even more this week. So look for Ebron to continue to do damage. Now, I'm not sure what's going on with Joe Mixon or not, but um, he still hasn't practiced. He's still banged up. I'm not sure. This is the third coming up on the third game in and a bye week, so that's like four weeks. I'm not sure why they didn't throw him on uh, injury reserve, but it'll be Giovanni Bernard this week, guys. So if you got Gio, hopefully you didn't drop him. Prematurely, I know you had the bye week last week, but this is another Giovanni Bernard week. I like A.J. Green, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boy here. Steelers are allowing wide receivers to do damage in between 10 and 19 yards downfield. All three, all three wide receivers get work within that range, so I like them all. Joe Burrow is going to continue to throw the ball. He's still chucking the ball at 41%. I mean, 41, at least 41 times a game. So, why not? Why not? If you have these guys, don't be. And A.J. Green started off slow this year, so but I think he's starting to pick it up. So, don't be afraid to start these guys. Moving on to the Seahawks at the Rams. Turnover-worthy plays. Russell Wilson, 2.5%. Golf, 3.49%. Passer rating. Seattle on the clean pocket, 128%. Under pressure, 90%. The Rams under a clean pocket, 114%. Under pressure, 37%. Percent of plays, Seattle's running the ball 32% of the time, passing the ball 68% of the time. The Rams are running the ball 44% of the time, passing the ball 56% of the time. Average offensive snap, Seattle 68, the Rams 72. Formation sets, Seattle is out of three wide receiver sets 67% of the time. Two tight end sets. 33% of the time, two running back sets, 1% of the time. The Rams are out of three wide receiver sets, 73% of the time, two tight end sets, 27% of the time, two running back sets, 0% of the time. Wow. I'll just say wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm utterly surprised that the Rams defense is this good. They're pretty good. I'm surprised. Considering that they lose games that they're not supposed to lose. The Rams have a really good defense. I'm surprised. However, DK Metcalf is a beast. But the matchup doesn't look well for him this week. It doesn't look good at all. Chris Carson may be back this week. He may not. 
So that pushes DJ Dallas down the depth chart a little bit. You know, so even Hyde. Hyde made the back. It's unclear. So you have to keep an eye on that. Monitor that and see who's back out of that backfield because it's a mess. If neither are back, DJ Dallas is in a smash spot. Jared Goff, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, even, even Josh Reynolds should be able to take advantage of this Seattle's weak secondary. Griffin is out. Looks like he's out again. Um, this, 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 their secondary is weak, and Seattle gets plays off rapidly, so it's going to be a high-paced game. I think that golf isn't. Golf should do well this week. Hopefully, he takes advantage of it. We shall see. Moving on to the 49ers at the Saints. Turnover-worthy plays. Nick Mullins, 4.5%. Excuse me, 4.05%. Drew Brees, 2.92%. Passer rating. San Fran under a clean pocket, 118%. Under pressure, 49%. New Orleans under a clean pocket, 116%. Under pressure, 91%. Not bad for Brees. Brees is getting that ball out quick. Percent of plays, San Fran's running the ball 41% of the time, passing the ball 59% of the time. New Orleans running the ball 42% of the time, passing the ball 58% of the time. Average offensive snaps, San Fran 68, New Orleans 70. Formation sets, San Fran's out of three wide receiver sets 44% of the time, two tight end sets 22% of the time, two running back sets 43% of the time. New Orleans, out of three wide receiver sets, 51% of the time. Two tight end sets, 22% of the time. Two running back sets, 24% of the time. Can we say a revenge game? A lot of people like to, like to use a revenge game narrative as something special to play a player. So this could be a potential revenge game for Emmanuel Sanders and Quan Alexander. Let's go on the defense side a little bit. San Fran traded Quan a couple weeks ago before the deadline to New Orleans Saints. I don't think he, it was a mutual, you know, he left he left happy, he was fine, Quan was happy and everything. So it, it's something to be said there, but still, he may come out with some tempers flaring and maybe like gangbusters because I like Quan Alexander. He plays hard. He plays sideline to sideline. He stops the run pretty well. Um, now, Emmanuel Sanders, on the other hand, I think Breeze may come out and pepper him a lot, you know, just so he can show the San Francisco 49ers who they didn't decide to sign last year. Uh, 49ers defense is stout. and They started out tough, but they're pretty banged up, man. They're allowing the ninth most points to wide receivers. So Michael Thomas, follow him up. This is a great spot for Michael Thomas. Now, I don't really like the spot for... Kamara as a running back. I do like the spot for Kamara as a passing back. He's going to catch the ball a lot, and I think he's going to do damage there. So if you're in a PPR league, this is the spot for Kamara. Otherwise, as a running back, I don't think he does well here. I think the San Fran's run defense is still stout a little bit, even though they're missing some pieces. I still think they have something. Brandon Ayuk and Kendrick Bourne are back off the COVID list. So Kendrick Bourne took a little while. He hit the COVID list again after <laughs> coming off of it last week. So he flew out with the team. So he, he's good to go. I think he's going to start this week. So Richie Jean, Richie James exploded last week in their absence. He took off like gangbusters. So he's he's taking on a third spot. 
you know, with Debo out and all those guys. So I don't think he explodes as much as he did last week because he was the only guy in town to be peppered with targets. So I think this is going to be a spot where the targets are spread. There's going to be a lot of, you know, sweeps and all that stuff. The IU little dump offs. Kendra Bourne can get off a little bit. However, Jared McKinnon and Jamaica Hastings will still be involved. They're still going to be involved due to all the run, all the other running backs still out due to injuries. So look for those guys. If Hasty's out there, go pick him up. I know, I know he didn't get much rush last week and everything. People are down on him. Relax, relax. Still a good back. Jared McKinnon is still going to play the role as a third down back and continue to do his part as much as possible. But look for these other guys to step it up as well. It should be a two-man backfield. Moving on to the Ravens at New England Patriots. Turnover-worthy plays. Lamar Jackson, 4.81%. Cam Newton, 2.22%. Passer rating. Baltimore in a clean pocket, 97%. Under pressure, 91%. New England under a clean pocket, 90%. Under pressure, 40%. Woo! Cam, Cam, Cam. Need to step it up. Center plays. Baltimore's running the ball 48% of the time, passing the ball 52% of the time. New England's running the ball 47% of the time, passing the ball 53% of the time. Average offensive snaps. Baltimore 67. New England 67. Formation sets. Baltimore's out of three wide receiver sets 53% of the time. Two tight end sets 32% of the time. Two running back sets 33% of the time. New England's out of three wide receiver sets 60% of the time. Two tight end sets 5% of the time. Two running back sets 40% of the time. Now, it's been said via Lamar Jackson that the defenses are out there calling their plays verbally, play by play, before they snap the ball. So, I don't know what's going on there. It has to be a lot of tape studying on the defensive side. Must be. Or, or... They just seen the plays. They know they're going know what they're going to do. Or they could be hearing with no fans in the stadium. They could be hearing the plays. Who knows? But the defense are out there calling Lamar's plays, the Baltimore Ravens plays. That's why they're not. Maybe that's an excuse. Who knows? On why they're not looking as well. But they coming on. They they starting off rough. Hopefully they get it together. Lamar's starting to run a little bit, so we should see there. New England's deep New England's defense is tough, but they allow the Jets. And Joe Flacco to torch them last week. Cam had to perform a late, late surgence to win that game. It, it was tough. He came through. Cam came through last week, but it wasn't good. Cam has a great connection with Jacoby Myers, who had 24 targets over the last two weeks. Now, that's awesome. Hopefully, he can do it this week. We'll see. Cam needs a steady Eddie guy to throw it to. And Jacoby Myers looks like that guy. Marquise Brown is still leading the team by double-digit percent. A double-digit percent in target share. He has, like, the highest target share on the team by by 10%. That's awesome. So, you know he's still getting the production. Lamar is looking for him, but the connection just hasn't been there. So, we'll see how that comes out. Hopefully, some things come to fruition as the season goes on. But, I'll say this. If you can hold on to those guys... Towards the end of the season, things should look on the upside, especially if you can make the playoffs. The playoff schedule for this team looks great. So hold on, hold on for Lamar. Hang in there with him. You didn't draft him early just to let him go. Hang in there. Moving on to the Vikings at the Bears. 
Turnover turnoverworthy plays. Kirk Cousins, 3.24%. Nick Foles, 3.14%. Passer rating. Minnesota's out of a clean pocket, 107%. Under pressure, 78%. Chicago, out of a clean pocket, 89%. Under pressure, 73%. Center plays, Minnesota's running the ball 49% of the time, passing the ball 51% of the time. Chicago's running the ball 32% of the time, passing the ball 68% of the time. Average offensive snaps, Minnesota 61, Chicago 70. Formation sets, Minnesota's out of three wide receiver sets 37% of the time. Two tight end sets 42% of the time. Two running back sets 37% of the time. Chicago's out of three wide receiver sets 68% of the time, two tight end sets 30% of the time, two running back sets 4% of the time. The Vikings are a top third, top third of the league in allowing points to skill positions. So this is a great spot for Chicago skill position players. Chicago will have have to pass the ball a lot with uh, David Montgomery banged up. Keep an eye on his injury. Not saying he's not playing, not saying he's called out yet, but we have to keep an eye on that. We don't know yet. We'll have to wait to Sunday or late night Saturday when uh, Adam Schefter's uh, late night bombs on who's in and who's out and who's playing. Keep an eye on, on um, hey, it's a Monday night game, so we might get that news on Monday night. We don't know. Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, they both should, should also do, they both should do well this week with the receiving, um, they receive a majority of the team's target share. So boy, look for both of them to continue to do well. Even Anthony Miller. I wouldn't sleep on him as much either. But these two, these two. Darnell Mooney led the lead, led the team last week in target. So he's an up-and-coming rising star as well, the Rook. Irv Smith came on like game busters last week, scored two touchdowns, two short, short touchdowns. So, hey, I wouldn't expect it. I wouldn't expect it. I wouldn't get my hopes up. Uh, but you know what? It's a great spot for him this week. So maybe he can reproduce what he did last week. But those were two touchdowns in the red zone. So we'll see here. Dalvin Cook has a smash. He, he's has been, he has been smashing over the last two weeks. But it may not come. It may, it may come this week, but it will have to be the hard way. He's going to have to grind it out this week. Um, Chicago is a bottom 10 team against the run. So I don't think Dalvin Cook is going to get all his numbers the easy way. He's not going to break off these long runs like he did against Detroit and all those teams. I think the Chicago is a lot more sound in a defensive skill position. Cook received he, – he's also – hey, listen. He could be receiving these target and, and wide receiver targets because he's receiving targets as if he's a wide receiver. His target share is like in the 20 percentile. So, look for Cook to do damage there. Now, as a runner, I don't see this happening. I don't see it happening. <clears throat> basically, you want to say, he's basically, Cook is basically on the same level as Adam Thielen and Jefferson. As far as the a, catch, a, a catcher, a receiver. So, we'll see. We'll see how the games come out. But, guys, this is the bull mouth from digging the pits, man. I just, I just want to let you guys know that, you know, Continue, continue to mask up, man. This coronavirus virus is something serious. Continue to mask up, sanitize. We had to get these numbers, compress these numbers down, guys, because they, they're getting out of hand again. It's flu season. Just take care of one another. Take care of yourself because you take care of yourself, you're taking care of the next person.
The next person is going to be healthier because of you. If you do what you have to do, just stay safe out there, guys. Remember, continue to sanitize, mask up, and sanitize whenever you leave out of place. Keep your distance, social distance between one another, and, and protect your loved ones, guys. Once again, this is Mel Pitts um, from Digging the Pitts Fantasy Football, and I'm out of here, guys. Peace.